talking about the recent restoration of uh, two very significant landmarks on the IU campus, uh, which have a certain formal resemblance, I might add. And I'd Mm -hmm. like to know a little bit more about the sculptures by Charles Perry and Alexander Calder. The Calder sculpture, Poe Rouge, Indiana, was commissioned by uh, the university in order to to complement the Mac building that was opening in 1970. The, there was a very kind of strong art uh, cabal, let's say, on campus at that point. Herman Wells, Henry Hope, Ted Bowie, Tom Sully, I think, were all on the uh, committee that selected the Calder. They wanted to bring some dynamic modern art to the the uh, rather staid and gothic architecture of the university. I think that Herman Wells was a visionary and really felt that the uh, arts were very important to Indiana University and the image of the campus, I think, as well. They had uh, requested proposals from three very famous sculptors of the time, uh, Henry Moore, Tony Smith, and Alexander Calder. All were given uh, the design of the building and uh, topographical maps of the site and were to come up with uh, proposals for sculptures for that site. The committee really did want to kind of feature that great dramatic uh, scale of the Mac building, and so they were very interested in Alexander Calder's. And finally, that was selected. They sent scale models of the sculpture. We have that at the art museum, and it actually is what I use to choose the color for the newly restored Calder. And from what I understand, it was made elsewhere, what, in Switzerland? It was manufactured in France and then uh, in Tours. And it uh, was actually assembled there just to make sure everything fit and that it was structurally sound. I think at that point there were some issues about how stable it would be in the wind, and they made some modifications to the design. And then, uh, of course, they had to take it apart again, and uh, it was primed and shipped over to the United States and was to be painted on site once it was assembled. And so that red color, of course, that's that's the obvious question. Was that uh, something that those who commissioned it um, oh, were interested in, or uh, was that fortuitous? Was that happenstance? Well, How it did could that... very well have something to do with the, uh, w- with the fact that red is a color that's often associated with uh, Indiana University, but it's also a very popular color, and a color that, of course, Calder himself was very... Uh, famous for using his kind of bright primary colors, Uh Calder Red is Uh something that uh, most people uh, familiar with the arts uh, recognize. You know, Calder was known for having come up with this notion of the stable, I guess, and then Mm -hmm. then the mobile. The mobile, And then... um, Well, stable, I I think, may have come up as, you know, another name for monumental Calders, which, you know, uh, he was also known for his mobiles. So what do you call the non-moving ones? And, I mean, I think of him also as quite whimsical. Very whimsical, um, uh, very playful artist. Uh, Many of his works, certainly people know of his circus. Mostly, there is a very joyful sense about his work. And there is a real exuberance to Peau Rouge, Indiana. So give us a little bit of a better idea about just what was involved in the restoration. For (laughs) one thing, was this restoration anticipated? 
Uh, I, I guess I understand that, was it 20 years ago it was restored because there was an issue about the color resembling... Oh, right. I heard this first from Dick Latham, who used to be the manager over at the Mac building, and he told me the story about the last time that they had done a major restoration of the sculpture, and that it coincided with a dinner that uh, President Ryan would be having at the Mac. And it was the weekend, I guess, of uh, one of the Purdue games, the Oaken Bucket game, apparently. <laughs> and uh, President Ryan, I believe, went over to survey the, you know, the arrangements and looked out and realized that uh, Peau Rouge, Indiana, was in fact Purdue Gold. <laughs> and he 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 just wanted that fix for that particular weekend. And so was it a pri- it was primer. It was paint? a primer paint. Oh, yes. okay. So they were right. yes and. Actually, uh, in our paint system, we also used a, a colored primer as well. Uh, that's part of the way you get the color. You have to have, you know, the whole system. The under uh, painting really makes a big difference on the way the final color will look. But anyway, President Ryan was was not uh, willing to have that big golden sculpture out, outside the Mac at that particular time. And so uh, the sto- as the story goes, they sent uh, someone, v- volunteered a plane, and, and there was an emergency trip to New Jersey to pick up the paint, the appropriate paint, which, of course, uh, is kind of dictated and approved by the Calder Foundation. And so it wasn't just that you could just go get any red paint. Obtaining the right red paint was just one of several challenges the team faced during the most recent restoration. Now, we also went through several, several versions of Calder Red. I had uh, Calder Red from Grand Rapids and Calder Red from Toledo and Calder Red from Washington. <laughs> because we were lucky enough to have our market, it made my job a little easier because, you know, the color is a very, you know, subjective thing. And, and it's also influenced by, you know, what, is it a cloudy day? Is it a sunny day? You know, what is the quality of light you're looking at? And uh, we had uh, a problem with lead paint on the sculpture. We had uh, talked about just freshening the surface and repainting it. We later decided that it would be better to get rid of the whole lead issue just once and for all so that in the future, every time you needed to do anything to the sculpture, you wouldn't have to be dealing with the lead issue again. Because of the lead, we also had the issue of containment and also using Calder Foundation guidelines, all those things came together in our decision to use a chemical stripping compound as opposed to blasting or other ways of removal. While Venus Bronzework Incorporated of Detroit was on campus applying the chosen Calder Red to Peau Rouge, a decision was made also to refurbish Indiana Arc, the 1995 sculpture by Charles Perry that stands in front of the art museum. That project had its own set of challenges. I understand for the Perry, the paint that was required was specifically for bridges. That, yeah. Um, Well, both of the paints were industrial. And, you know, they, of course, posed different problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, with the Perry, the problem was is that it was such 
thick paint that was not meant to be applied in the way that we needed to apply it in order to protect our building and the light totem that was going in. Because, you know, believe it or not, Rob Shakespeare didn't want it to be red. So we had to use a, a low-pressure system to apply that paint. We had our challenges trying to accommodate the artist's uh, intent and their desire to have a specific paint and a specific texture. I have to say that these guys really all deserve medals (laughs) for the amount of work uh, and in the time frame that they accomplished everything in. I mean, this was a a seven-day-a-week job for at least two straight months. You speak about this very progressive group of leaders about 35 years ago Mm -hmm. here on campus from Herman Wells on down to Tom Sully and others. But it sounds as though we still have on this campus a real commitment to the arts. Oh, absolutely. And there's still not only the the muscle, but also the budget Mm -hmm. that's that's, uh, Mm -hmm. given Mm -hmm. to the preservation of works of Mm -hmm. art. Yeah, it's it's a substantial amount of money that that it can cost. I can tell you that the Benton murals probably it was about five hundred thousand dollars. I'd say for that restoration, we were able uh, to write grants, um, and actually that year got an eighty-five thousand dollar grant from the National Endowment of the Arts who said that that conservation project was the most important conservation project in America that year. And we were also uh, lucky to get $213,000 for that project from the Getty Foundation, who also recognized the importance of the work. It's wonderful that these great art treasures are in a place like Indiana University, where we have an administration from Michael McRobbie, Terry Claypax, Linda Hunt, Heidi Gelt, people who are really concerned about the survival and the care of our great treasures and assets. And, and so we have a long tradition that predates my arrival here, certainly, and it's, it's just wonderful to be a part of that and to have that kind of support because they're huge projects and not necessarily the first thing that one might choose as a priority and can be difficult to defend, and I think that people are willing to do that here.